Thanks for tuning in to the Wild Youth Podcast. Tune in weekly to hear more about real-life topics that help you grow closer to Jesus. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. Okay, what, um, I forgot it, so I'm going to make a new one. What, oh, uh, can it be a fart joke? Yeah. Okay, so um, I have two jokes. Okay. Um, A fart was let out, and then a second one was let out. What did the first fart say to the second fart? I don't know. (laughs) Better late than solid. Ew. What did the second fart say to the first fart? Give it to me. Um, (laughs) Oh, crap. I forgot it. Okay. The second fart said to the first fart. Are you making this uh, up No, I forgot what it was. You legit heard it. It was something like, um, I mean, I made this up on a road trip recently. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. Wow, 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 It was something like, <laughs> it has something to do with it stinks out here. <laughs> oh, man. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, there you go. This is my favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> is it? See, it's much better when I just make up a joke on the spot. I really did enjoy the... Um, the mad scientist one. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. And I built off of it. We're back here at the Wild Podcast. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying for a second. Okay, uh, today we are talking about addiction, and we've recorded this like 17 billion times, and this is the one uh, we're sticking with it. So, uh, are you pointing at me? Wow. This is the one. Okay. So we have a special guest today. Well, actually, Ian, welcome back. You haven't been on like the last few episodes. Thank you. Yes. It's good you. to be back. Yeah. Uh, we have a I special guest. <laughs> I do it for you. <laughs> special guest today, Lane Mathis. Woo. Woo. Uh, hey, how's it going, everybody? Yeah. Um, let's start by talking about why we invited you on this episode. Well, uh, <laughs> do you even know the why did we <laughs> invite him on the episode? I feel like he knows. I, I assume it's because I have a story of addiction and recovery and uh, almost 10 years of sobriety at this yeah, point. Heck yeah. So that's nice. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have talked about this on the podcast before, but I, um, my ex boyfriend was addicted to heroin while we were together so like for seven years of my life that was like a pretty wicked roller coaster ride um and so like i'm aware that a lot of our youth struggle with addiction whether it's porn or um drinking or drugs or what whatever type of addiction mm-hmm. um or even like small things like i think there are just a lot of things that we can be addicted to that we don't really know that we're addicted to, like seeking attention or your phone or, you know, stuff like that. So, um, I just didn't want to not talk about it because I feel like it's such a topic, such a big topic that we need to speak to. So I felt like we were being irresponsible if we didn't (laughs) cover it, (laughs) you know? Um, however, there's going to be like a lot of things that we won't be able to cover on this episode because it's just like such a huge topic. Um, but the last time we recorded this with Mm -hmm. you and Aaron and Caitlin was there too. Um, uh, I was in this camp where because of all the struggles that I like went through with my ex, like I saw 
the through like what the prison system does to people who get like arrested for drug possession. I think he got arrested for selling drugs. Um, and yeah. And just like the, the struggle from like that perspective, which doesn't happen to everyone. Like that was like really hardcore, um, that like perspective of it. And, um, I think he had been addicted for since he was like 13. Mm -hmm. And so there was just like, there was just such a struggle that I, I thought like, um, we can only recover from addiction if you are using methadone and if you are like having therapy and if you are like super intense and all of these things, because that's what I saw him have to go through. But the piece that he was missing was Jesus the entire time. Yeah. And I, um, like, I don't know. I just found myself like reading books and listening to podcasts about all these people who had been really hurt through addiction and who like never recovered from it. And then one day I was just like, Oh, all of these people are just missing Jesus. <laughs> like that's the right. key. And yeah. obviously like, yes, you, Jesus makes it easier, but you still have the responsibility to do the other things that come with it. Yeah, It's still a practice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was like, just in this, I was, I think allowing all of the other extra steps to be like the main thing. And then Mm -hmm. Jesus was second. And so, um, yeah, so I kind of had like this aha moment and then I was like, okay, now I'm ready to do this podcast again. Fair (laughs) enough. So, um, so let's talk about what your testimony is, like what your life looked like in addiction when you met Jesus and then like what it looks like now. Quickly, I want to speak to what you said though. Yeah. Um, I just want everyone to know that everyone's rock bottom looks different. Yeah. So don't think that, oh, I'm not as bad as this person. I don't need help. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't have to get to a certain point for you to be worthy of getting help. Yeah. So yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Get it while it's early. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. The path is a lot can be easier. Yeah, sure. for sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But my testimony, uh, what my life looked like before, I was a pretty solid student through high school. Um, didn't really have any issues. Family life was good. All that like typical Midwestern thing. Um, <laughs> but however, um, alcoholism has been in my family for a long time and mm-hmm. um i i grew up thinking everybody's grandparents had a fully stocked bar in the basement oh, and sure, a kegerator yeah. in the garage like yeah. that was that was normal to me sure um so i didn't think that alcohol was that big of an issue and then i got to college and i was out from under my parents with mm. less uh less guidance yeah 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 um, less supervision. And I took that opportunity to, uh, well, it started out when I broke up with my girlfriend and I used that as as an excuse to, um, overindulge one night. Like I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, new to alcohol, but that night it was just like, whatever, Yeah, Mm -hmm. this is what it's going to be. Um, not that that was like the full Genesis of, Mm the drinking, but it, it set a new limit for me right. of sure where I could go with it. Yeah. Um, and then 
through college, it continued to grow and grow and grow. And it wasn't just enough to drink on weekends. It was like, it was Thursdays and Thursday nights, mug nights. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then, mm-hmm. um, got kicked out of school because, well, they threatened to kick me out because my grades were slipping. And I was like, okay, I got you. And I picked my grades back up for one semester. Sure. <laughs> and then they said, hey, you do that again. We're serious this time. And I said, mm, I don't think you are. And uh, found out they are serious. Um, <laughs> I got, yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my drinking ramped up and um, I started to go to less and less classes drinking during the day, mm-hmm. drinking on the way to classes, oh, um, in classes. Mm-hmm. I was effectively a functional alcoholic at that point in time. Um, and then they said, hey, we don't want you to be a product of our school. So mm-hmm. they kicked me out of school. Um, I lost my job through the university, which was at the Botanical Gardens, which is, uh, I've got a horticulture degree. This yeah. is like my goal is mm-hmm. to work yeah. at a botanical garden. Mm-hmm. So I think not only was I, I crushed, crushed by losing my opportunity at right. school, I lost my job. Um, then, and then it took a little yeah. bit to bounce back from that and work third shift and was working overnights in a factory. And that didn't like, you would figure that mm-hmm. being kicked out of school and losing your job mm-hmm. would be a, a wake up would yeah. be your rock bottom but no i'd just get off work and get donuts and beers um sure, yeah. were you aware like i i know like now that you're talking about this you were like that night that you broke up with your girlfriend or mm-hmm. whatever um was like created a new limit but do you think after that you were aware like this is happening or was it just like a life is busy and full of stuff and I'm just going to keep doing whatever I'm doing. Do you know? Oh, oh no. Um, (laughs) my parents came up and they said, Hey, we think you have a drinking problem. And I said, (laughs) no, I think you have a problem with my drinking. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. I, as far as I was concerned, I didn't have a drinking problem Yeah. Okay. in college. I didn't have a drinking problem because I saw, similar activity mirrored around me yeah yeah um so it's also who you surround yourself with i i have a i have a good set of friends from college and they handled their life better than i did Mm -hmm. sure but yeah i I was around it and so it was fine and they were fine with it for a period of time Mm -hmm. sure and until they weren't yeah 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 but yeah, um, then after a while there of working third shifts, um, I realized that my life had become unmanageable and I had to do something different. And I was dating Steph at the time and she was like, I think, I think things are like a little out of hand. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I thought I was doing a pretty good job of hiding it from her. Mm-hmm. But then once other people start seeing it, and not that I didn't care what my parents thought, mm-hmm. but the person that I was dating was like, uh. Yeah. So I I realized that if I wanted to get back into school, 
I had to get sober for myself. And then if Steph decided to stick around with me, Hmm. that's just a bonus. Sure. Yeah. Um, So I went through and went through a, a, a program, an outpatient program where I went and sat through classes and talked through stuff and like peed in cups to make sure that I wasn't using additional substances because believe it or not, alcohol wasn't the only problem. Sure. Um, but it was the biggest and the hardest to break. Um, but yeah, I, I made it through that and I, I don't know why I have over nine years of sobriety I don't know how I got, like, my story of this length of sobriety in the first go mm-hmm. is not typical. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a miracle, sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can only attribute, <clears throat> I can only attribute that to somebody standing in the gap, praying for me, yeah. mm-hmm. God's grace, sure. God's mercy. Yeah, um, that's I definitely didn't get the punishment that I probably deserved. Sure. Like, it stinks I got kicked out of college. I was able to come back. I made a case for myself Mm. to the dean of the College of Ag. He wasn't a huge fan of my work previously. Mm. Um, So I had to make a case to him of just like, I'm I'm trying to do better for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know how I'm over nine years sober. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's so cool, though. Other than God. Mm-hmm. At this this point in your life, you're not a Christian. Like, no. Because, okay, ni- math, ni- nine years ago? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what year was that? <laughs> yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, you and Steph had been dating for how long? Sometime. <laughs> like, over a year or less than a year? Like, it was... Uh, we've been married for seven we dated like three years yeah. prior to that. So we'd been together for like a year and change. Okay. 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 So, uh, you might be going this direction already, but at what point do you become a Christian? Um, if I skipped over stuff, no, you can go back. No, that's fine. Not the, I mean, that's pretty much the end of the, the drinking. Yeah. It, it was able to cease quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's very fortunate for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I became a Christian. Well, I did Christian activities yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> before we got married. Like we we found a church once we both moved to Des Moines. Mm-hmm. We settled into West Des Moines in an apartment, mm-hmm. and we we're like, well, if we want to get married, we need to find a church. <laughs> like mm-hmm. long term, yeah, yeah. We weren't engaged at the time, but. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you start planning things and you're like, we need a, we need a place for yeah. this. And Steph grew up Lutheran. So we went to, went and found a Lutheran church that we liked at the time. And, um, like I said, we did Christian activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. we attended church like once every four weeks. Sure. Yeah. We, we were just beyond priesters. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then really like I, I, wasn't truly saved until I came to eternity when yeah. Steph got her position here. Um, that's when obviously things you, mm-hmm. you kind of either get serious or, or you get find yeah. your way out. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. so I just leaned into it and yeah. 
um, got saved, got baptized, and here we are. Yeah. Sure. Like three-ish years later. Your other relationships in life, like at this time, like with your parents or friends or even stuff, like were they like numb or were they, or were people were like fighting for you? They were like, stop doing what you're doing. I think, I mean, Steph wanted what was best for me. Everyone wanted what was best for me. Yeah. I don't know if I would say other than Steph Mm -hmm. that people were fighting for me. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I, I did AA for a period of time, got close with a couple of guys and mm-hmm. I, they were helpful. I think, yeah. I think AA is a helpful organization. If you don't know where to start, yeah. it, it, mm-hmm. that can help. Yeah. Um, it sets a structure for you. Mm-hmm. But did I have anybody truly championing me, like being my champion? Mm-hmm. Uh, just pretty much Steph. Yeah. Like, sure. Yeah. It's also, a, a my family and I have a good relationship, mm-hmm. but since college, it's kind of been distant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. good when we're together, but yeah, we're we're separated yeah. by mm-hmm. three hour drive, and right. for some reason, that's a big enough obstacle. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I always forget that you and Steph were together during this time, and then when I remember, um, and like anytime she sees you, like with either of your girls like worshiping in the or like stepping up to the altar or something like that. And she's like, ah, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's fine. And I'm always like, oh, that's, I mean like, you know, stuff is like that just like in general, but also I bet it holds like a, this is where we were and this is where we are now, or this is. Where oh yeah. We I mean, we're not blind to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and you have to reflect on it. Right. Mm-hmm. To really be like, not proud of where you came from, yeah. but like to acknowledge where you came from yeah. and mm-hmm. <clears throat> and see the growth of where you're at. Right. So like talking specifically about like having people championing, championing, championing. Yeah. Championing. It's a tough word when you championing. say it into the mic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Championing. Yep. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. championing you. Championing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You can say it any other time, but when you're speaking into a mic. Yeah. <laughs> Doing that, um, like, I don't know. I just think about, like, all the kids that are trying to trying to be better, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I have this mental picture of, like, um, you in the ring, right, like boxing or something, mm-hmm. and you have people cheering for you, but they're from a distance. And then you have, like, mm-hmm. you know, Steph is your – coach that's like you can do this you could go the distance mm-hmm. you know i don't know so like <clears throat> i just open what what can we do or what can kids do to to i don't know yeah like um if it's like a student like let's say a student one of our students struggling with this and they have friends but their friends are like like what am i supposed to do like what would you tell what would you tell mm. to both groups of them? The person struggling and then the person who loves the person struggling. The person that's struggling, you have to be honest with yourself and give yourself an honest appraisal of where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, my life became unmanageable. Mm-hmm. Day-to-day things were harder than they should be. Mm-hmm. Getting up and going to work, 
yeah, get, get into class, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. That became unmanageable. Yeah, and really, I, you need to speak up and say something, mm-hmm. and make yourself accountable mm. by telling someone. Yeah, sure. Um, because if somebody else knows what you're going through that lets them into your life mm-hmm. so that they can check in on you. Yeah. And when you say you're going to do something, they can check in and be like, mm-hmm. yeah. hey, how's doing? it going? Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Um, and for the person that's seeing it, mm-hmm. oof. <laughs> that's tough because, like yeah. I said, I didn't have a drinking problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. In my mind, right. I didn't think I had a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you need to be there for when they are ready. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because you cannot make someone else sober. You cannot break right. someone else's addiction someone else's addiction. You can pray for them mm-hmm. and you can be there ready and willing to yeah. help out, pick up pieces, whatever needs to be done. Yeah. You're like on standby. Mm-hmm. And I know that's tough. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was tough for mm-hmm. People around me, yeah. yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, everybody's rock bottom's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you almost have to wait. Yeah. You can you can say your piece and say, "Hey, mm-hmm. if if you're struggling with something, I've noticed that you're struggling sure. with, mm-hmm. or I've noticed things becoming different in this area. Mm-hmm. You can come in with like a light touch like that, mm-hmm. and that can open up a conversation." Yeah. But mm-hmm. you shouldn't yeah. come in and be like, hey, I'm yeah. going to fix you. Yeah. yeah. You're my project now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because that puts so much weight on the person that's already struggling mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that that can be overwhelming. Like you're already struggling to do day-to-day things and trying to, let's be honest, we're, you're trying to hide your addiction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's super proud of their addiction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're busy yeah. trying to hide it. And then you have somebody being like, mm-hmm. let's do something about this. Yeah. And that's very overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did that with my ex. Weird. Because. <laughs> I love you, Clara. <laughs> yeah. I. That, um, that seems very much like you. Yeah. 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 I, um, I did that for seven years and like there were good times and there were bad times, you know, like, um, but it was super hard to walk away at the end because there was so much like we'd been through so many things together and I wanted him to be sober more than he wanted to be sober at that time. Um, uh, yeah, it just like totally set me up to fail. Um, cause yeah, you can't, you can't make someone sober. Um, but you also like need to check in like with yourself. Like I, um, that relationship for me was, it was abusive as well. So it wasn't like just me hanging in there with him while he was like in full on addiction. Yeah. Um, so like there were some other, you know, elements to it as well. But, um, yeah, I, I like pushed him to do stuff all the time and I would be like, this is what you want, right? Like mm-hmm. what what's he going to say? Like no, this isn't what I want. Like he yeah. he want he wanted me in his life to an extent, but I was number 2 or number 3 or yeah. number 4. You know, like I was never going to be number 1. I sh- you know, 
the Lord should have been number one, but that was yeah. not happening. Sure. Um, but yeah, so like, I think I see this in a lot of our students, not even in addiction, but like they really care about someone and that person is not doing what they want them to do. And so they're like, I just need to help them with this one thing. I'm just going to, I'm just going to like help them with all the things and then they'll just do it one day. And I'm like, "Mm, that's, yeah, that's not, it sounds nice. It does sound nice, but relationships are definitely like a, there needs to be commitment on both sides. And if the commitment is not met with like equal amount, then it's, yeah, it's not yeah going to probably be healthy. Yeah. I mean, I guess the scripture doesn't truly apply here, but being equally yoked, yes. like uh-huh. you yeah. have to be in yeah, it totally. together mm-hmm. at the same pace, yep. doing the same thing, moving towards a common yeah. goal. Yeah. I think um, my mom handled um, my relationship with my ex and like how I was dealing with things really well because she did not like what was happening, but she knew, um, if I'm just like there enough, like when I was ready that I was going to come to her and I only felt supported by my mom mm-hmm. throughout like that entire, um, journey with him. I had friends leave cause they were like, your boyfriend sucks. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's my boyfriend. So, you know, and like, and then when like really bad things would happen between us, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to call my mom because like, who else am I going to call? I wanted someone who was like, I love you, but what you're doing is, it's not, it's not for me, <laughs> but when you're ready, I'll be right here. You know, like, mm-hmm. which I think is really hard I think it's really hard. And in culture, we don't treat, like we don't teach people how to do that. We're not like, Hey, love someone from a distance because it's not healthy for you. Yeah. It's a whole new concept that we're not used to. And I feel like as Christians too, uh, we have like this whole idea of what Christianity is supposed to be. And apparently Christianity is supposed to be like supporting people all the time through everything at all stages, which is false. I think. <laughs> I mean, like, what? What is the? There's a phrase. I don't think it's gonna come to me. But like, I don't think that Jesus would walk with next. Like, I think Jesus would walk with someone who is struggling with this, but also telling truth, <laughs> and yeah. also like. You know, I got other people to minister to as well. I need to be like talking to the Lord and I need to be doing these things. Um, I don't think that we are called to walk next to someone at all times, be abused by them, be treated, you know, poorly, like mm-hmm. all of these things when like they're they're not in it. Like we're called to love people and be truthful to people. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you don't have to we're supposed to speak truth mm-hmm. and cover it in love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at, at some points, yeah. You, yeah. You've got to be a little distant. Right. Like mm-hmm. every time Jesus was going to address people, he went off and did his own thing and yeah. talked with God mm-hmm. and then came back and he was like, Hey, yeah, check out this cool thing mm-hmm. that God yeah. told me. Well, he also was like, here's your choice. You can either follow me or you can, not and you can be like 
you can go to hell. (laughs) 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 You can either love me or you can hate others. You know, like there, he always gave like this choice and then like you, the person listening to what he's saying, have the choice to either choose to follow him or to be like, okay, well I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So I feel like if we are modeling the same thing as like going back to this group, of friends or whatever that loves this person that is addicted, we can do the same thing. Yeah. 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 Just love them and and pray and, Mm -hmm. and be there. Yeah. Like I, I can't Mm -hmm. stress how much it's just, it's a waiting game. Yeah. Sure. Mm. It stinks, but it Mm -hmm. is. Yep. Um, I kind of want to talk about, this might be hard because like if are okay what kind of advice would you give to are you making faces on the camera no (laughs) what kind of advice would you give to youth broad who are struggling with any form of addiction like what are next steps to take can you answer this i don't know if you can I feel like it might be more specific. Like, let's talk about alcohol, and then let's talk about drugs, and then let's talk... I don't know. Uh, I feel like it's all the same. You got to tell somebody. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you just have to let somebody in. Right. Yeah. If you want to change... So maybe the first step is want to change. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But we're past that. You want to change. Tell somebody. Yeah. Preferably another Christian. Right. Right? And Mm -hmm. they're going to encourage you to... You know, Jesus it up. Yeah, Jesus yeah. it up. Yeah, invite somebody in. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be your full story. You can let them into what you want right. to let them into. Sure. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You'll yeah. eventually get into the whole story. I mean, that's what a testimony is. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, you just gotta you gotta let them in where you feel comfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's perfect. Okay. Um, my, why can't I organize my brain? I wish there were like compartments. What? Yeah, you know, <laughs> like little folders. You know, like I you got don't have this. That? Dude, I wish I had that sometimes. I go into my mind palace and it's just filled with all sorts of fun stuff. <laughs> sometimes, okay, I don't know if any, if either of you, any of you do this, but um, sometimes I'm praying. And I'm like, wow, my thoughts are all over the place. And then other times I'm praying and I'm like, that was so organized. How did I remember all of those things? Oh, no, it's just chaos for me. (sighs) That's also because I'm still immature in my, like, I'm not mature in my prayer. Like, I'm still (laughs) working on it. Like, Yeah, same. At our leader meeting, okay, I will get back on track. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> At our leader meeting, I was like, wow, I just prayed for like 27 minutes, but it was probably like five. Was it good? Yeah, it was good, but mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, when the Holy Spirit takes over and then you like straight up don't remember anything you said. Yeah. I wish I could say yes. <laughs> it doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes I'm just like, what? I don't know what I said. Okay, anyway. Um... Okay, what does your life look like now? Um, because you're almost 10 years sober, and obviously you're mm. 
doing something right. <laughs> mm. Yeah. What is your, I mean, doesn't AA say that you're like always an addict or something like that? Yeah. Like, I feel like people, people do you have a thought that. on this? I would love to talk about this. Which do we want to conquer first? The first one. <laughs> Which was, remind me. <laughs> what does your life look like now? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's still chaos. It's just a different kind of chaos. <laughs> like, I've got two daughters, a wife, a mortgage, mm. a, a job. Like, yeah. there's still things that need to be done. But from a day to day, I'm able to organize myself as best as I can yeah. and yeah. step through it with limited hurdles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, hey, uh, my I was I had to pick up my daughter early from daycare today. Mm-hmm. If I was still drinking, I may not have been able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I may not have been safe enough to get behind a wheel mm-hmm. and operate that motor vehicle and do the yeah. things that I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Like old lane would yeah. have been like, "Oh, I got this." <laughs> but mm-hmm. new responsible lane would say, <laughs> Well, reasonably responsible um, would say that that would be a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like day to day, I'm fortunate that I'm not, alcohol does not consume my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are times where I see it. I'm like, ah, that was a thing at one time. <laughs> but I understand that I just, it's, it's a threshold I can't cross. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Uh, one of the fun platitudes that AA brings up is, what is it? Um, one drink is too many. A hundred's not enough. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you either are in it or you're out of it. Yeah. You're either sober or you're not. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. And we all, I I can't say all because you don't speak in definites, but Mm -hmm. most people are trying to fill a void. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. And you can try and fill it with whatever you want, whatever your addiction is. Mm -hmm. There's generally a void you're trying to fill and God and a Christian community Mm -hmm. can help fill that void much like easier yeah. than mm-hmm. trying to go at it alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and then AA saying the yeah. <laughs> once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I think you always have addictive personality traits. Sure. Mm-hmm. Are you an alcoholic? Would I say that I'm an alcoholic after nine years of not having alcohol? I would argue no. Mm-hmm. Sure. I was. Mm-hmm. I was an alcoholic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I wouldn't say that I am currently. Yeah. People have, it's what the program teaches and I don't want to sit here and mm-hmm. belittle the program that's helped thousands right. and thousands yeah. of people get <laughs> right. sober and stay sober. Yeah. Um, but your past doesn't dictate who you right. are. Mm-hmm. Like 
we we all go through a transition of like not necessarily rebirth, but like Mm -hmm. we all have phases in our lives. And I look at that portion of time Mm -hmm. as a phase in my life, a season. Yeah. And I'm in a new season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think that Jesus died for us. (laughs) 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 And that's why I struggle with that like concept. Um, also I, okay. So, um, Quest 180, is that a, it's some kind of recovery, um, I don't know, program, I guess, but it's not for, it's not just for, it's not like just for alcoholics. It can also be for like people who were like in my boat where I loved someone who was an alcoholic or, you know, whatever. That's where Al-Anon falls as a yeah in the system of aa yeah yeah i um i always thought it was interesting going to it because um you would like sit in a circle and you'd be like i'm clara and i we would say in this specific circle like something that your identity is Mm. like i love someone who's whatever something like that and i always thought that was weird because i was like why are we starting (laughs) with something like super negative like i don't like why are we because like that it was to me like that was negative like i was like dang this sucks you know i don't want to be here but i am here because i'm in this situation i'm trying to make the best of it yeah you know (laughs) and so i always thought that was strange and um until one day this lady said my name is whatever her name was and then she said and i'm a child of christ and i was like nice oh okay and then i was like yeah i could that's like that's good i could do Mm -hmm. that um and she like brought a lot to like our circle she would read like super vulnerable like journal entries that she wrote about like just how she's processing through um her husband's addiction and stuff like that and it was just like it was really good but um yeah, but I would say in general, I don't like to use that oh, yeah. term I, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like, uh, yeah, because Jesus died for you and because God chooses to forget forget the bad things yeah. that we've done. You yeah. Know? yeah. That being said, I still have the impulse when I'm in a group setting and I introduce myself. Yeah. I have <laughs> to stop myself from saying, hi, I'm Lane. I'm an alcoholic because it was just... Yeah, it's yeah. what you did. Yeah, you sure. you addressed what your problem was. Yeah. And I think that's the idea behind it. That's yeah. the heart behind it is you address what your issue yeah. is. Mm-hmm. But I that understand is, that you're yes. labeling yourself at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. Um, yeah. Like at some point you do have to take responsibility mm-hmm. for what's going on in your life. Um, mm, take responsibility. That's fun. Yeah. No, I am gonna remember. Oh! Okay. Um, and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> what is it? Hurry before you forget. Okay, okay, okay. Um, right. I'm just gonna brag on you for a second because I feel like you don't do a good job of doing it yourself. So here I am. Okay, last night was youth night. Ugh, I dated the podcast. They know we record on Thursdays. It's fine. That's true. Okay. Anyway, last night, November. Yeah, last night, Caleb and I were up in the booth. Um, trying to figure out songs or something like that. And I look down and Lane is in the auditorium and he's like praying over 
I'm assuming you were praying over what was about to happen in that room. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's what I I was attempting to do. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Anyway. So, like, I also, because I work with stuff, like, just hear all of the great things about you all the time. (laughs) So, I feel like when you're, when I ask you, like, what does your life look like now? Like, obviously, you're doing something right. Like, you totally, you totally are because you're literally going at it during worship you're like no one else was no one else was in the auditorium like you were just praying because like that's what what i'm assuming you needed to do in that moment but no other youth leaders were doing it (laughs) you're just doing it and i was like i feel encouraged just watching you do that because it's such a good thing to model like you should pray when you're nervous about things or you should pray when there's a change or you should pray when yeah. you Just need something. continually pray, you know? yeah. pray without ceasing. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, there was a specific atmosphere that was yeah. requested yes. last night mm-hmm. and that is not the yeah. energy that I typically bring. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I was like, Hey, I should probably like spend a little bit of time in worship and prayer Yeah. And just like be in the space yeah, that's that I'm trying to bring energy mm-hmm. to, that I'm trying to bring life yeah. to, and and um, not necessarily collect my thoughts, but just be in yeah. communication. And just like mm-hmm. if you have something to say, say it to me now, so that I'm not staying mm-hmm. up there dead air on yeah. the mic. Sure. Like, yep. <clears throat> yeah. Kind of collect my thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I just was like. Um, I don't know. There are also like just some other things. Like I feel like you and Steph don't even have to communicate about childcare things because you're just like, yeah, we're good at this. Oh, <laughs> we're not good at this. <laughs> you seem like you are, are very good at it. And you guys like always seem solid. Like I feel like there are just some husbands or wives that are like, yeah, I'm going to complain about my spouse right now. And Steph literally never does that. And I've never heard you do that about Steph either. And so like, there are just really intentional things that it seems like you are doing in your life that equal why you have been sober for as long as you have. So, well, yeah, uh, thank you for (laughs) all the accolades and nice things. I don't accept them very well. Um, it's okay. I wouldn't have accepted them very well either. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's, we've gone through my addiction. Like we've been through stuff Mm -hmm. and all the little petty trivial things fall to the wayside Yeah, and, and day-to-day stuff isn't that Mm -hmm. big. Like it seems big in the moment Mm -hmm. in hindsight it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's like a good thing to grab onto. Like if our youth are struggling with something like this, like what are the, what, like where's your identity? Like is your identity in Christ? And if it's not, like how can you move that direction? But then like little things like reading your, they're not little things, but reading your Bible yeah. <laughs> and like, and praying and like actually worshiping God um and just like that heart posture is just going to make all of those other things that you're struggling with seem that much easier you know yeah yeah, yeah you either get with it or like like it's yeah. just mm-hmm. it's just a practice yeah yep yeah like it, it's hard to say that communicating with god is a practice but like <laughs> if you're not used to it mm-hmm. right yeah it, 
takes some practice. It yeah, takes totally. some doing. And I still struggle with prayer. Yeah. Sure. But I give it my best go yeah. and I know that he hears it. And yeah, for sure. I assume that he's happy about the fact that I'm trying to communicate oh, yeah. and, and be like, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm trying to work with you, not against you. Yeah. Help me out. Yeah. I'd love to, <laughs> I'd love to do the thing that you want me to do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Do you have anything else? No. Do you have anything else? I forgot I'm not on video anymore. Um, you okay? No. What, I what mean, things do you want to leave with the youth? You said something great last time about them coming up and talking to you, and I loved it. Oh. I feel like you still have that oh. heart posture. <laughs> yeah, for sure. If you're struggling with something, just come up to me. Like, I may not be familiar with whatever your specific addiction is, but like I had trouble with drugs. I had trouble with alcohol, mm-hmm. porn, like you name it. I kind of gotcha. But if I don't, I know people that yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we all have struggles. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Like you're not alone. Mm-hmm. We all have struggles. And yeah. if I don't know somebody I know somebody who knows somebody and we can figure it out and talk through it and get you pointed in the right direction of whatever you're trying to, whatever you're trying to tackle. Right. Mm -hmm. Like again, yeah, you're not alone. I want to help you. Yeah. Yeah. Despite what my face and my (laughs) voice sound like, (laughs) I genuinely want to help. Um, That's good. Otherwise I wouldn't be a youth leader for, Mm-hmm. Like, I, I guess two and a half, three years now. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I, I obviously want to be here and help people. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. I, you were, you were a youth leader before I was. I think I'm like at two and a half, maybe. Yeah, I think it's like Gary, Beth, myself, Ian, Connor. Did I say Gary? Yeah. 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 I think we are like the most senior of wow. youth leaders now. Dang, that's so crazy. No, I was before Tavita. Oh. Yeah. Just because he's I haven't gone to camp. He could he could have been though. I just, just had a baby. Yeah. And I couldn't leave my Yeah, and I started like <laughs> wife and child at home. I know responsibilities. <laughs> I think I know. Good one. Wow. <laughs> I wish he was on mic. <laughs> okay. Responsibilities responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. That's good. Um we love hey, you. thanks for listening to this podcast. We love you very much. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for more information on this podcast. Follow us on social at the wild YTH. Don't forget to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts or subscribe on YouTube. Use this episode as a resource with your friends or family. Hey, also, you're wildly awesome.